0: I'm your host, Rick Hatchkey, and this is the Catered Quiz. Today's contestant from Chicago, Illinois, a comedian and the host of Crime for Bet on Hatch Plus, Deanna Ortiz. Now, here is the Catered Quiz. Thank you. We are back with another episode of the Catered Quiz and today I am joined by Deanna Ortiz. Deanna, thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm very excited.
0: Like me, you also have a brand new show on Hatch, Crime for Bed. And when I heard about what the show was, I was so excited. Basically like a Forensic Files or American Greed, but for like non-violent, non-scary crime.
1: Yes, exactly. That's actually a perfect way to pitch it like I keep trying to describe it to people and like it's true crime and they go oh before bed I go but no murders and they go then what do you talk about and I'm just like robberies like kidnappings and like um escapes like a lot of heists um yeah so it's really fun and it's designed not to you know to help you kind of just like it's like a little bedtime story about a crime and then you fall asleep
0: (laughs) are you a big forensic files fan
1: yeah yeah I love true crime and I I will watch the like, the gruesome stuff. Um, but I act, I mean, very conceitedly, I'll listen to my episodes before I go to sleep. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, yeah, this, it, it, it works. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I might normally, it's just me recording in my apartment and then listening back to the episodes. I'm like, Okay, there we go. We did it.
0: There's something about like forensic files, Peter Thomas, the guy who has the the voice for that. He had such a great voice mm-hmm. that even as he describes horrible things, yeah. it's cozy in some way. It makes no yes. sense, but I I love it and there's there's a few forensic file episodes that are actually not violent at all. Mm-hmm. There's one about a computer hack at a business and they try to figure ooh. it out. So it's like, oh, ooh, it's more like a technology thing. Yeah. There's another one that's about like Legionnaire's disease. And uh-huh. for some reason, I find like the Legionnaire's episode of Forensic Files. That is the <laughs> one for me.
1: You know, it's it's funny because like episodes like that or other episodes of those very popular shows are so calming. I think like it, it does sound kind of fucked up, but for people who like it, you know, for people who like Legionnaire's disease like you, it's very relaxing and it's very calming, just like the um, like the tone of it. Right. Like because yeah. even not just forensic files, but Dateline in 2020, they all have this similar cadence and similar tone that like da 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 da. Da, 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 da. like it's just so it's so easy to just like relax too
0: the biggest takeaway i want to have people from this episode is that i am a huge fan of legionnaire's disease yes, that's that what is i so want people important. to
1: know. when you do your catered quiz it'll be on legionnaire's disease <laughs> what exciting.
0: city was legionnaire's disease first discovered in oh philadelphia yeah, yeah. <laughs> um do you have a favorite episode that you've done so far a favorite uh heist or crime yeah, that you've covered.
1: And some are very weird and like you would never never ever know about this. Um we did the Lufthansa heist which is from Goodfellas. Um like they they robbed the airplane um and then the mob robbed an airplane and then slowly but surely everybody that was connected to it started dying. I really like that because I love the movie Goodfellas as well. Um so it was just like fun to be like, "Oh, and this happened in the movie and this is what really happened in real life." Um The one that really got me was there was like an Antwerp diamond heist somewhere in Europe and uh, they scoped it out for like months and months and they had a vault that they would practice. It's very, you know, Ocean's Eleven. They had like a vault that they would practice on to like train for the real deal. They go in, they get steal a bunch of diamonds. And the only reason that they were caught is instead of the plan was to burn the trash and all the evidence and like throw it in a field somewhere but they didn't burn it they just like threw it in the field and then they left and this farmer found all this trash and he thought it was like local kids like like having a party on his land so he called the cops and he's just like these fucking teenagers um but it was the cops came in they're like wait there's a lot of like stuff about this diamond heist that just happened what the hell so then they realized that it was actually proof of who did this and they found a bunch of receipts they found like paperwork from the building that they stole from and then they found a receipt for a salami sandwich and a little bit of the sandwich so they tested the sandwich for DNA and they went back to the restaurant that the receipt was from and they checked the cameras and uh they found the guy
0: That's amazing.
1: Isn't that just like thwarted by a fucking sandwich? Like you they they were so close. And and like a guy that's angry at, a farmer that's angry at teens. Like he couldn't he didn't have to say anything but yeah and it it was that story i was just like it's so crazy and then there was another one where they like faked a murder to um get the insurance payout and when the insurance company and the cops like caught on to it they found one of the guys at an airport with a bunch of money in his bags and also a book that says like how to conceal your identity for dummies or how to get a new identity and it's just like come on (laughs) why would you rent that book like how to uh, how to get a new identity when I'm fleeing the country because I pretended to kill somebody for a million dollar payout. Like just the stupidness of the crimes are really, it's like too funny to be that you don't think it's real, but it is.
0: <laughs> you got to memorize that book. You can't have it on you. That's the thing. You and then, and then when you're done with it, burn it.
1: Burn it. Don't throw it in a, in a farmer's field.
0: Now you can be honest. Hmm. Do you ever think like all these amateurs with their crimes, if I were to do it, here's how I would commit a crime. <laughs>
1: all the time all of the time and even when i'm like talking about these crimes i'm just like this is a a bad mistake from jump one like they keep on making mistakes like and when i'm reading i'm like god even i know to do that even i know to change my email address like even i know to you know do this or that the other thing that i'm like god if i wanted to i could have the perfect crime um But yeah, and then that's always the other thing, too. It's like human error is always going to be taken into consideration with these crimes. And it's because they all, you know, they all think that they got it down. They all think that they're just like, no issues. We can get in, get out. We practice for years, whatever. A lot of them are like seasoned criminals. uh, And then they still somehow fuck it up.
0: The big one I always see on shows is they change their clothes, but they don't change their shoes.
1: Ah, And it's the shoe
0: print that gets them. So
1: yeah, yeah. Shoe print, getaway cars, email addresses, you know, taking it, like taking the steps back outside of just the crime. Like if you practice the crime, you got it. But then it's the steps of planning that people don't really think about a lot.
0: Well, we also have a catered quiz to get to. We're not just talking about crime. Yeah. Although as I would love to just talk about this for another 30, 40 minutes. Here's how the show is going to work, Deanna. Mm hmm. You have provided two topics, the mm-hmm. movie About Time and the move mm-hmm. Shrek, and I have created quizzes.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, so we're going to do two rounds where there are uh, six questions each round. There's five questions, but question one has a bonus. So it is a total of six questions. Okay. And each question is worth points and the points yeah. go up. Each point is worth a penny. So you are playing for money today. You are playing for potentially a lunch changing amount of cash.
1: Amazing. Amazing, amazing. So we'll do the two
0: rounds. We'll take a quick break. And then there's two final questions. One is called the doubler. So with the doubler, it's a risk-free way to double your score. So if you have 100 Mm -hmm. points, you get the doubler right. Boom, you are at 200 points. You have 100 points to get the doubler wrong. You're still at 100 points.
1: Okay, got it.
0: And the final question will be the required risk where you must risk at least one point.
1: Okay, okay.
0: You can wager everything. You can wager some of it. You must wager at least one point. Does that all make sense?
1: It does. Yes. Yes. I have a quick question for you. Sure. How did you research um, these?
0: I watched About Time for the first time and then I rewatched Shrek.
1: Yeah. I I love I love that you watched About Time. Like it is truly my favorite movie. Oh, yeah.
0: Thank you for introducing me to About Time. (laughs) I really did enjoy the movie a lot. That's so fun. Which topic would you like to cover first, Shrek or About Time?
1: Let's do um, About Time, since we we're okay. talking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell me, did you see this in theaters when it first came out? How did it become your favorite movie?
1: Oh, my gosh. I, I I did see it in theaters. Um, I don't even... I definitely did not know a Donald Gleason, the lead, before I saw that movie. I was a fan of Rachel McAdams, and it, it was just like me and some friends... I remember it being late. It was like a late night movie that we were just like, well, let's just go. And we were still living in the suburbs. So we spent a lot of time at the movie theaters and um, we went and I was just like, oh, my God, I love this movie. Like I could not believe how much I loved it. And then I just kind of like, you know how it was like the early 2010s. Netflix was a thing, but it was it was like a thing that it is now. And I didn't really continue. I watch it every once in a while, but I I was like my birthday. Oh God, maybe like 2014 or 15. And I was just like, I had a a deep urge to watch about time. So I went to Barnes and Noble and I went to go look just to see if they had it on DVD and they did. And then that started, that was like the downfall. I was just like, I will never stop watching this movie because I watched a lot of clips online of it. And I was like, sure. this is a really good movie. And like, I love Donald Gleason. He's so cute. Like I want him to be my time traveling husband. Um, and then, yeah. So then it was on Netflix for a little bit. I watched it a lot. There was a time where I watched the wedding scene, maybe, every day for a month maybe probably every day for a month um it's just so sweet because it's not like it's not even like a rom-com it's just like a, a sweet comedy family it's like a movie about a family um I went dining in the dark because of about time I uh, if some if you know the movie you'll understand that reference but uh it was I was I was like, yeah, oh, I'll do it. Why not? It'd be fun, whatever. And it was like a Halloween theme. So I definitely wasn't gonna meet any charming <laughs> Englishman when I was there. Um, but yeah, it's there's so much of that movie that I'm just I just love. And it's just so like it's just so cozy to watch it.
0: When you were dining in the dark, did you bring up Kate Moss? Did you make a point yeah. of having <laughs> A conversation, no, but it
1: was me and one of my best friends, and uh we went together and we both loved the movie, and the whole time we were just like, because what's up about dining in the dark is that your eyes are always trying to uh correct and find the light. So you get a I got a really bad headache, I got nauseous because your eyes are trying to see and like you like trying to find something, but it's pitch black, and so the little bit of light that there is like there were like a little bit of light leading into the, um, the bathrooms or like the kitchen. And so your eyes just automatically are like trying to get that light um to make sense of what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> and, Eventually I got to the point where I was like I'm so nauseous I just had to like close my eyes. I was I was like I can't do this anymore. And then the whole time we're making jokes like if this was real Rachel McAdams had to eat with her hands like we didn't give a fuck anymore. We were eating with our hands and like who cares? We we're like I think this is soup. I don't know. Then we we're just like this is not the most conductive way to meet your future husband, but it was really fun.
0: The idea of having a headache and feeling nauseous is the ideal conditions when you're at a restaurant, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. All right. Let's dive in. Mm -hmm. Talking about time. Question number one. Okay. Worth 10 points.
1: Okay. I just got so nervous.
0: (laughs) At the beginning of the film, there Mm -hmm. is a party scene that takes place during what holiday? New Year's Eve. Yes. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I was going to give it either way.
1: A classic scene.
0: 10 points. Now, the bonus question. Mm
1: -hmm. A little bit
0: harder. What song comes on After the clock strikes midnight in
1: that scene. I will always love you. Boom. And uh, like a classic. (laughs) And he just shakes her hand. Come on. Come on. Yeah.
0: So a strong opening already at 20 points. (laughs) 20 cents right there. Two dimes. Great. great. Question number two. What is Kit Kat's favorite color?
1: Purple. You got it. I really do love in the opening scene when he's like, breaking down all the family members when he gets to her and he's just like there was this just thing like this wild thing flittering around like i really like that they put that you know carefree but also very traumatized and uh yeah you know troubled character in the midst of all of these like regular english people
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so question number three is actually a 50 50 so there's going to be two answers here one of them's right one of them's wrong so you got a 50 50 shot it's a this or that got it for 30 points tim learns that mary met her boyfriend during a house party that took place on what date was it june 17th or july
1: 17th Hmm. oh my gosh this is hard oh uh June. Cause it was a 4th of July party and she had yes. hot dogs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: June 17th. You got it.
1: I'm thrilled. I am so crazy that I know that.
0: You have 70 points.
1: Nice. Okay.
0: Now we're at question four. So while question three was this or that question four has two answers. So okay. if you get one, right, you get 20 points. If you get both, right, you get 40 points. If you don't get either, it's zero points. Okay. So for question four, We see the big courtroom scene of Harry's play, in which the two main lawyers are played by these two actors that share a first name. Who are the two actors?
1: Mm, That's so fucked up because I'm watching Harry Potter now, too. Uh, Oh, man uh i'm gonna say i i don't i really don't know their last names at all but i remember he walks in and he goes how are things going with the lines and it's uncle vernon and i want to say his first name is richard is it one is richard grant
0: yes one is richard e grant so i'm gonna give you richard
1: i was gonna say e grant but i didn't want to sound like an idiot (laughs) um no oh okay no i'm like well why would he be uh, richard i don't know his last name Richard E. Grant is one of them. And then I don't know Uncle Vernon's real name, Richard something or other.
0: It's Richard Griffiths.
1: Never in my life would I have ever gotten that. No. Richard but you Griffin. pulled
0: Richard E. Grant.
1: Yeah, out of thin air. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't, this is really testing my British knowledge, my English, my uh, uh, love for English culture. But I was, I am watching Harry Potter right now.
0: All right, so you got one of the two right mm-hmm. as we head into the final question for this round of About Time. For 50 points. When we see Tim's room early on in the film, next to his door, mm-hmm. he has a poster of what French film?
1: Oof. No, I don't know. I have no idea. Is you... It amelie you got it yes! oh really <laughs> it is amelie i literally just thought of one french film i was just like the the little bitch with the bangs is that her <laughs> he has a poster, it's of, a amelie? Big poster
0: of amelie yes Get
1: over yourself come on that's why margot robbie's not gonna fuck you
0: <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah and i think like I was rewatching the scene because I was trying to see if there were any other posters and I mm-hmm. didn't really see any. There's just, when you rewatch this, there's yeah. a big Amelie poster. That's
1: kind of fitting for for his character to, be, to yeah. have a, a framed Amelie poster.
0: <laughs> I, no, it's unframed. Oh,
1: it's unframed. Oh, it's.
0: Yeah. Like just on the wall. Got here. it. Got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, Tim should have that framed. Yeah. He seems like somebody who would want to take care of a totally. poster, right?
1: Yeah yeah
0: mm. i guess we'll call that a flaw in the film
1: okay someone get <laughs> donald gleason on the line we gotta talk to him
0: so after the first round you had a very strong round only wow. missed one question wow. which was part of question four so you are at 140 points Woo. as we head in to round two where we're talking shrek
1: crazy i cannot believe i did so well on that. that's crazy congratulations the
0: the idea of the show is i'm not trying to like make you feel bad about the stuff i want you to like get it but there's also going to be challenges too right there and there's
1: those are like specific questions you know what i mean like those questions are like no you have to have known the show like you you have to know the movie um right like you can't just be like in
0: case somebody tries to waltz into the show and say yeah i know about time oh you do
1: yeah oh really you do Okay. I
0: think you can BS after reading a Wikipedia yeah. summary. Yeah. No, no,
1: no, no, no. That's good. That's really good.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's talk Shrek. Was this uh childhood favorite of
1: yours? Yeah, yeah, big childhood favorite. Um I love Shrek 2 as well. Um and like the subsequent ones that came after are fine. Um but I really I think Shrek was one of like the first movies that I remember seeing in the theater. Um and it's just like and the parodies of it I now really appreciate as an adult. Um, but like as a child, I'm like, this is funny and I don't really get why. But now especially Shrek Two has a lot of parodies um and adult references in it that I'm just like, this is just so smartly written and uh really funny that like if I'm like a same with about time, they're just like comfort movies. So I like, just go back and rewatch Shrek or Shrek 2 or about time or Goodfellas, you know, <laughs> those are my favorite movies.
0: <laughs> Goodfellas is also a childhood favorite. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So many smart references.
0: <laughs> All right. So you are at 140 points Okay. as we head in.
1: To Shrek.
0: So question number one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Shrek was released theatrically mm-hmm. in what year?
1: 2001
0: it was 2001 so you got those mm-hmm. 10 points but the bonus question mm-hmm. what month in 2001 was shrek released it theatrically
1: i don't know um i'm gonna get guess... you got a
0: 1 12 chance yeah
1: right yeah um october
0: no it came out in may oh, of 2001
1: okay. a beautiful summer blockbuster just in time for summer
0: all right question number two for 20 points the magic mirror introduces fiona as someone who enjoys what beverage
1: pina coladas yes
0: (laughs) they don't really touch on that do they in other shrek films you don't see her drinking a pina colada that opportunity to pay off the reference i would honestly
1: yeah and the other fun thing um with that is like he says one little thing the mirror is just like but don't let her out after midnight or something like that like he kind of alludes to what happens yep. in the movie um but he's just you know lord Farquhar is like give me the redhead um so yeah
0: <laughs> question number three as you know it's a this or that 50 50 shot
1: mm-hmm.
0: right before that scene there is an interrogation scene and in the interrogation scene does lord Farquhar grab the gingerbread man's top or bottom Gumdrop button.
1: Ooh, top.
0: It is the top.
1: Get out, okay. I was like, how many buttons does he have?
0: He only has two.
1: Oh, poor thing. Okay, because I think my I think the image is like he's going for his neck. That's I that's I was, I was thinking. I truly had no idea, but I was just like, okay, if he's going for the top one, maybe it'll look like you know he's aggressively trying to strangle him. If I was, that's what I would do if I was an animator. Um, but okay. Great. Good for me.
0: Uh, you, you've taken a lot of time. Just like how you think about crimes. Mm-hmm. If you were to strangle a gingerbread man, if you were to threaten a gingerbread man, which button would you And I grab- will.
1: <laughs> that is exactly how my mind. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I can see it. Like he's laid out on the thing and then like, not the gumdrop buttons, but like, it makes more sense if it's close to his face. Cause then you get, uh, who, who, who knows what's going on in my head right now?
0: <laughs> All right. Question number 4 mm-hmm. Now, you know, there's two answers here. Each one is worth 20 points. The song Hallelujah appears in the film and on the soundtrack, but they're by different performers. So who performs the song in the film and who performed it on oh. the soundtrack?
1: Wow, that's a good one. That's a good question. Um, I do not know. I don't even know who sings like... Any of the songs on the soundtrack, except for Smash Mouth, um, is it Smash Mouth? <laughs> um, that would be beautiful.
0: They do like a sped up version. Yeah. Of that.
1: Hallelujah. I'm trying to remember where it plays. I think it's like a female voice in the app in the movie, and then it if there's on the soundtrack, it's different. It might be a man's voice. I don't know. Oh God, you're going to make me guess and it's going to be, if, so if you don't have
0: a guess, you don't have a guess, but I don't, I want to give you the opportunity to Yeah, guess. what if
1: I said Amelie again,
0: <laughs> Audrey to tell from Amelie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I want to say like, uh, I'm going to say Jewel and, um, uh, um, Josh Groban, even though he wasn't even—he was still like a teenager when the movie came out. Okay, done.
0: No, it was not Jewel or Josh Groban in the film. It's John Cale who does Mm. the song, and then on the soundtrack, it was Rufus Wainwright.
1: Wow, never in a million years would I have gotten that. A beautiful, beautiful version of the song, though. Would have
0: it? It would have been even better though if Jewel had done it.
1: Honestly, she—I bet she could sing the shit out of that song. And Josh Groban. Get him in here. Get him off Sweeney Todd. Get him in the Shrek soundtrack.
0: Okay, question number five. VHS and DVDs used to come out on Tuesdays, but Shrek's home video release Mm -hmm. was on a Friday, and it was the same Friday that what Pixar film was released in theaters?
1: Monsters, Inc.?
0: It was Monsters wow, Inc. Oh,
1: okay. Yes. Cool. Nice. Yeah,
0: kind of like uh Dreamworks going at Disney. Yeah. Undercutting head head.
1: them. Yeah. Ooh, no one's going to come see your movie in theaters. They're going to stay at home and watch Shrek. I it's so sad that like that really affected Monsters Inc. And now no one knows about that indie little Pixar film. <laughs>
0: Poor Monsters, Inc. Poor
1: Monsters, Inc. Oh, wow. So sad.
0: So you started the round with 140 points. You got mm-hmm. 2001 as the year. So that puts you at 150. You got the pina coladas. It's another 20 points to 170. Got the top gumdrop button. That was 30 points to 200. And then the 50 point question, you got that it was Monsters, Inc. So you are at 250 mm-hmm. points. Wow. A very strong showing.
1: Amazing. Wow. So we're going to take
0: a quick break and then we will come back for the final two questions. Hey, it's Rick Katchke, the host of the Catered Quiz. Just wanted to take a moment as we set up for the doubler and the required risk to let you know that last week our first guest was Joe Pickett. And perhaps because of the influence of the catered quiz, the movie that Joe is one of the subjects of, Chop and Steal, is now streaming for free on Tubi. So if you don't have Tubi, get the app and check out Chop and Steal, a highly entertaining movie about our first guest, Joe Pickett, and his comedy partner, Nick Brewer. All right, looks like the set is ready. We are good to go. Let's head back to the catered quiz with Deanna Ortiz. We are back. Deanna is at 250 points and we've got two questions to go. The doubler and the required risk. So it's your choice. What would you like to do Mm -hmm. for the doubler? Would you like to do Shrek or would you like to do about time for the risk-free potential to jump from 250 to 500?
1: Okay. And then the required... Then the
0: required risk, you must risk at least one point.
1: Got it. So I think I'm going to do about time for the doubler and then Shrek for the required risk. Cause I'm not very, very confident in my Sure, Okay. Is that strategic planning? Smart.
0: I love it. <laughs> I love talking it out. I love getting on the same page.
1: <laughs> I feel confident in my about time trivia and I feel confident in Shrek, but not as confident as I feel in about time. So I feel like if I'm going to, if I have to donate one, it'll be for Shrek.
0: All right. So you're at 250 to jump up to 500, if you get this right. Mm-hmm. The Doubler. The final scene of About Time features the song The Luckiest
1: mm-hmm.
0: by what musician?
1: God, I know this. Oh, I do. Da, 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 da. I am the luckiest. Oh, and I used to listen to it all the time. I can see the cover. I can see it. Do I get a phone a friend? (laughs) (laughs) I have one friend who I know is who. What is it? His first name starts with a J, I think. Oh, God. Hmm. What do we do? What do we do? I'm thinking his initials are, like, JT or, like, J F. I can kind of see.
0: Okay, I'll yeah. give you one hint. Okay. You got the F
1: right. F, 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 F. You're going to tell me, and I'm going to go, I fucking did that. Oh, boy, no. Oh, it's such a good song, too. What the fuck? And and the fucked up thing is that I watched this movie with subtitles on, and it, it, it pops said, up. It, it does. It goes, the, the Luckiest by so-and-so is playing right now. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Any guesses? Any? Mm,
1: no. not even.
0: Okay. It was Ben Folds.
1: Ben Folds! Oh, no, it's Ben Folds! I love that song. Ben Folds, The Luckiest. Oh, it's such a good song. Okay. From the okay. album
0: Rocking the Suburbs, mm. which came out on September 11th, 2001. Had it <gasps> circled on my calendar for months. Can't wait that... until 9 11,
1: 2001. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben. Sorry, sorry, Ben. Big fan. Love your work. Golly, someone, oh, yeah, someone was just thinking about Ben Folds with something came up the other day. I, maybe he came up with my algorithm. I have no idea. Wow. Wow, tragedy has struck. Uh, That's okay. Ben yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget it now. I'll never forget that or Richard Griffith ever in my life. <laughs>
0: That's the other thing. I really want you to remember what you get wrong.
1: Forget. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know that Shrek came out in May of 2000.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, now anytime I watch About Time, I'm going to go, Ben Foltz, Ben um <laughs> uh-huh.
0: You have the subtitles on that pops up the and you're star.
1: just, oh. oh, no. Don't remind me. Ben, don't. I'm sorry. But the thing
0: was, you didn't lose any points with that, right? Yeah. You're still at yeah. 250. Mm-hmm. And now it's up to you.
1: If I, do, if I don't get this right, and if I risk it all, I'll lose it all.
0: You'll lose it all. Yes.
1: Let's just do it. Why not? Let's just risk it all. Wow, Let's Risking everything. Let's do it. To jump
0: from 250 to 500, from $2.50 mm-hmm.
1: to $5. Yeah. Or it's to zero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or to zero.
1: Or I could lose it all and go down to zero. <laughs> yeah.
0: When we see there are fairy tale characters being collected and turned in for the reward,
1: mm-hmm. when
0: Pinocchio is turned in, the reward for him is how many shillings?
1: Ooh. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I will say the witch was like 20. 20- pieces of silver or something Mm -hmm. and then pinocchio is it's not 20 it's blank shillings
1: (laughs) my money my points are gone i can see them flying away oh but he does little dance he goes i'm a real boy i'm a real boy once they start turning them into real people anyway oh but it's like fucked up um 20 okay uh two shillings
0: no, it was five shillings.
1: Ah, that was close. That was three off. <laughs> it's
0: what you would have ended up with if you'd gotten it right.
1: <laughs> Five shillings. That's a oh. that's a that's an odd number. It doesn't sound right. Yeah, even numbers are better. If I'm critiquing Pixar, which I or DreamWorks, which I am, I'm more of a Monsters Inc. girl, anyway.
0: <laughs> that obscure indie that was, came out. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. November of two thousand one. Oh so My gosh, oh.
1: my heart is racing. That it was, was the...
0: such an impressive performance. Yeah. Until the required risk, it got you yeah. in the end. Yeah. I and think you know it what? Was I left, I left all it all today.
1: out on the court. I left it all out. I I have no regrets. I played valiantly. I played. You know, it's it's the songs that get me. I I I got facts about you know, the what color is the dress? Red. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. That being said
0: though, you did get, I will always love you. So you can't put it all on the song. No, well,
1: that's not a song. That's a, that's a cultural movement. Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, Deanna, this is your opportunity to, to share anything else you want to tell the world about that you're up to.
1: Awesome. Um, you can find me binge watching about time, uh, in my (laughs) from now until the end of time. Um, But I'm a stand-up in Chicago. I have a bunch of fun shows um, coming up at the beginning of this year. So all of that stuff is at my Instagram, at Deanna Ortiz underscore. And then also, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, I have a show called Crime for Bed that's available on Hatch Plus. That's also all that information you can find um, on my Instagram. And it's pretty fun. It's just, you know, stories to fall asleep to. And it's not too gory. And it's um, hopefully a little funny. Um, and we are having a really good time over there.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me on the Catered thank you Quiz. Thank
1: so much. This is so fun. Yeah, this is blessed. blast.
0: Once again, thank you to Deanna for joining us on the Catered Quiz. What a pleasure to have her on the show. And what a performance. The doubler and the required risk got her in the end. But it was a heck of a performance based on today's show, Joe Pickett remains in first place with 501 points, but there's still a long season to go. And hey, if you want to support us the whole season, follow the Catered Quiz on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, tell friends about the show, email them, text them, post about it on your own social media, anything you can do to help raise awareness for the Catered Quiz, I personally appreciate and I will spot it and tell you how much I appreciate it. I've been your host, Rick Hatchkey. This has been another episode of the Catered Quiz. Tune in next week. We got another good one. They're all good, but we got another good one coming.